Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Bear Insider, Ultimate Insider Podcast. I am Mike Pulaski, former Cal quarterback, 11-year pro, and Cal Hall of Fame member. Today, uh, we're going to review TCU. Cal 0-2 now on the season. We're going to talk about last week's game, talk about what happened, what went down. I'm going to have an interview with Coach Wilcox, and on top of it, I'm going to break down a couple of video plays for you so we can take a look at kind of the X's and O's of the game versus the Horned Frogs. Uh, first, I want to start off with my impressions of that TCU game. One of the things I think people need to remember and understand is that winning is hard. And no matter what conference, what team you're playing, winning is hard. It takes an absolute focus on what you're doing at all times, right? You can't make mistakes. You can't blow coverages. Uh, you can't make bad reads. None of those things. Having played, you know, 5,000 professional snaps myself and another, you know, 1,800 snaps at Cal, understanding that being able to stay focused every single snap is, is really difficult. Road games kind of multiply that. And so the ability to stay focused on the road, you know, conditions, elements, everything else are tough. Now, none of these are excuses. Um, they're what college football athletes have to do in order to win football games. That said, uh, Bears played much better, I thought, this week, uh, especially on offense. Obviously, I'm a quarterback, so I'm offense-centric, and I tend to focus on the offensive side of the ball. I felt like the Bears, A, pass protection was better for Chase. He wasn't getting the edge pressure as much as he got it versus Nevada. There was a couple of delayed blitzes, delayed dogs, um, where they got some pressure on him. They got a sack on it. But I thought that pass protection was much better this week than it was the week prior versus Nevada. In terms of Chase, I felt like he played way better, pushing the ball down the field, taking his vertical shots. I went through every snap on offense, and there wasn't a single snap in there where I looked at it and said, oh, that's a bad read. That was, you know, he got through it too quick. None of those things. I thought he was very poised, especially in a road game against a good team uh, in a hostile environment at TCU. I felt like uh, his vertical throws were on the money, I think he made some fantastic plays with his legs when stuff broke down, uh, maybe a little bit of pass rush on him. You know, at times the other team's going to win. And so as a quarterback, you have to have a plan. What do you do if they win? And that's when Chase really utilized his athleticism to make some big first down runs, to gain yardage, to put the team on schedule in terms of first downs. And so thought he had a really nice game this last game against a good, aggressive opponent in TCU. I think he took advantage of the matchups that he got as well. Obviously, the Bears were throwing some vertical passes. They were throwing those posts down the field, a couple of go routes down the field. Uh, I thought Jake Tonjas had a great game this past game on offense. He had some big catches down the field. Jeremiah Hunter showed up. And, of course, Trevon Clark at one point, I think he had two catches for hundred and. 32 yards or something like that. He was averaging just a, a massive amount of yardage per catch. And so I think he had a great game as well. So some real bright spots on offense. Damian Moore also continues to impress at that running back spot. I think he is a good football player. He does a lot for that offense. I think he has good vision. He runs hard and gets things done. Um, the negative side on the offense, there were a couple times when they needed to get third downs and weren't able to convert. Right before half, they had the ball, not able to finish out drives, and they gave the ball back to TCU, who then went on to score. Now, defensively, I think there were times when the defense played outstanding. Daniel Scott's interception is a great example of that. Uh, and there were times when they didn't make plays. In the secondary, sometimes uh, there were some plays that were missed. And then being able to pin the quarterback in, 
TCU in the third quarter started hitting some of those short side runs uh, and converting third downs and long third downs sometimes. And so it makes it really difficult if, as an offense, you are not able to convert third downs in crucial situations. And then as a defense, you're not able to stop teams from converting third downs in crucial situations. And that was the difference in the game. Obviously, the point difference came on a special teams issue in that, you know, the initial snap, Cal's been really consistent in terms of PATs and field goals with snap hold kick. And this game, just a bad snap on the first PAT, and the Bears kind of started chasing points the rest of the game. So went for two a couple times, uh, took points off the board one time, uh, and went for two again and didn't get it. And so that was, in the end, the eventual deficit in the game were in those two-point plays and not converting after a touchdown. So a difficult loss on the road. Uh, those are my impressions. I'm, I'm excited about Chase Garber's play. You know, as a former quarterback, seeing another Cal quarterback play well uh, always feels good to me. So I'm excited about that. But there's things, things to take away, things to improve upon. Now, uh, had, I've had the opportunity to talk with Coach Wilcox. Uh, he was always gracious, even in loss. And, and at 0-2, sometimes it can be tough as a coach. And we've seen coaches around the country who are really difficult to deal with after losses. Uh, coach Wilcox, always a class act. And he joined me for a discussion earlier to talk about this past TCU game. Hey, Coach, well, appreciate you coming on this morning. Obviously, always tough to do in a loss. And so I kind of start with, um, after looking at film, kind of a couple days to look back, give me your kind of review of a TCU game. Yeah, um, we had our chances throughout the game uh, to put ourselves in a spot to win it. And I think uh, we did some things uh, pretty well. And there were some areas that we have to fix, uh, obviously. But uh, TCU is a good football team. Um, it was a good test for us. And uh, we got to find ways to give ourselves a better chance to win. And that's ultimately my job. I think uh, when you look at the game, uh, offensively, uh, we threw the ball down the field, uh, pushed it vertically uh, better than we had. We took a big jump, I think, in that area from the week prior. Um, we ran the ball efficiently at times, but there was a couple that uh, pass pro was a, a real positive. Uh, but there was a fourth and one on the first drive that we got to find a way to convert the end of the half, you know, continue to keep the ball convert there. And then in the second half, find one or two more conversions to get some points or uh, even if we don't get points to flip the field on them uh, and, and also hold the ball. Uh, defensively, started the game really well. Punts and an interception touchdown. The end of the half was a tough one to overcome. Uh, just a simple inside zone play that goes for 50. And, uh, you know, the second half, the tackling showed up. Uh, we got uh, as we played more and more and got into those higher uh, rep counts, the tackling really wore down. And uh, so there was some good at the start. We just we got to make some routine plays on inside zone curl routes so we don't give up big ones. And then the, the tackling when we're tired has got to got to be better. Uh, P, uh, excuse me, as special teams, it was, you know, the PAT early in the game. We're chasing that the entire game. Um, the snap hold kick there. Other than that, I think we uh, punted better uh kickoff coverage was better but the uh the uh pat we we uh put us in a tough spot right out of the gate and talk to me about that just kind of like you said chase, chasing points there's kind of two trains of thought on that right never chase points until it's late or you kind of try to get even early on what went into the decision 
in terms of trying to go for two kind of after that point? Yeah. Was it an analytics thing? Is it in the book? Like everybody, yeah. everybody uses a different approach. Yeah. I mean, we have the book, we have the, the analytics or the book, uh, as you call it. And, um, the, we felt like they were fairly obvious. Um, I know the one that's going to come up is, you know, we, we get the pick six, we're going to go for two, we get a penalty, back it up and then turn around. They get a penalty. We go for two again and didn't get it. So now we're down two, uh, point afters. And so the ultimately the difference in the game was, was two points. And so, um, we had our chances. Um, we just felt like at those times, you know, we had we we like the play call situation in the game. You know, all that being said, because you know, even if I, I guess we catch uh, the PAT right there, we're still down one. You know, late. So it kind of changes their mindset, our mindset. Uh, we we made the decision we made. Ultimately, that falls on me, um, and we got to do a better job converting a PAT early, not put us in kind of those unique funky situations. Yeah, that's one of those things that you just like to think it should be automatic, right? Snap, hold, kick, done. Everybody walk off the yeah. field and no big event. But you miss one and all of a sudden now it feels like you're scrambling somewhat because you're always at that deficit. Yeah. Uh, kind of tough to deal with. Uh, we started on offense. Let's talk about offense. Uh, I thought Chase Garbers had a really good game this game. I just watched the entire offensive game film. I thought he – there wasn't any decisions in that game that I looked at and went, nah, it's a bad decision. Like, he made good decisions all game long, and he pushed the ball vertically and showed a lot of poise in the pocket. Yeah, he, he uh, played with uh, more authority, and uh, he stepped up into the pocket a few times, uh, kept his eyes down the field, and gave us a chance on some deep balls. I think he uh, completed three deep balls to three different guys. Um, had some other good throws in there. Uh, throughout the game had a few more on the in cuts that I think you'd like to have back where he can really take that next step uh, had some good scrambles a couple really critical scrambles so uh, definitely a, a, a move in the right direction for Chase and the offense in the passing game yeah like you said those in cuts like some deep overs and some of the dagger concepts that kind of stuff retaining that poise for the last second those are physical things as much as anything at the end but I thought his game like for a four-year quarterback, that's where you want him to be. You want him to be able to keep his eyes downfield. You want him to continue to remaining a passer in the pocket rather than kind of flushing and getting out and looking nervous. I thought he looked. I thought he looked calm for this. Yeah, game. I, I would agree. I think uh, we all saw that jump from week one to week two, and kept his eyes down the field and made some good throws and hung in there on a couple times at the last second. And he had a couple. You know, there was one I can think of where. It, you know, it doesn't show up well in the stats, but he had a really good throwaway on pressure. They right. came and we, uh, he had to get rid of the ball so we don't take a negative play, and he did it. And so even those little things uh, can help the team, and, and uh, I think he, he showed improvement uh, from week one to week two. A much better job of managing the game. Early on, um, running game wasn't quite there, so you needed those vertical shots. Talk about what was happening. It looked to me like offensive linemen weren't getting to that second level, right? They weren't coming off their initial blocks. And so their TCU's linebackers, who are really athletic, mm -hmm. uh, were making some plays. Yeah, uh, I think it really showed up like on the fourth and one. You know, we have a, a double team uh, call, then we didn't quite get off to the second level. And if we just get a body on them, we're probably going to get at least a yard, maybe more. Uh, so a couple times that happened. There was a couple different reasons that the run game was maybe not where we wanted it early. Uh, and we ended up throwing the ball vertically, as you probably saw. I mean, there's a lot of snaps where if you're in, uh, you know, pro-style formations or people are close, I mean, it, it, everybody on their defense is going to be within 
you know, nine yards of the ball. And so you've got to threaten them to loosen them up a little bit. So I thought that was helpful. Uh, in the end, we got to run it more efficiently. Uh, we got to convert the fourth and one. We got to convert the third and third down at the end of the half to keep the ball. Uh, and then maybe, you know, one more of those in the second half just to hold on to the ball, get some points. And uh, also maybe flip the field or keep their offense off the field. So and that's, all, and that, good. sorry about that. I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's a huge part of the game, though. Like people, people don't realize how difficult it is to win. Like, you know, especially at this level, it is really hard to win. Which means you can't ever drop focus in a game. How hard is it in a, in a, in a road game like that? TCU, you know, good environment. A, 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 you know, longer trip. You're down there in the heat. A lot of stuff going on. How hard is it to get guys to keep that focus? And this is more of a general coaching question yeah. than anything else, really, than this game. You know, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's kind of how, how you do everything. Um, you know, if, if you practice focusing and uh, you, it's part of your, your program DNA, then you're going to have a better chance. Uh, we know that there are circumstances that are out of our control uh, that can, you know, potentially uh, distract you, whether it's heat. Uh, the trip, the time zone, the environment, the other team, the crowd, but we have no control over those things. So really trying to focus in on, you know, what are the things that we do have control over, uh, narrow our focus, don't get caught up in the other things. And, you know, it's a simple concept, but it's hard to do and it takes training. And I thought, I thought the guys for the most part did a good job of that, but we just have to, you know, it always comes back to this word execution, you know, it's, a handful of plays here or there that, that make the difference in a game like that. And, uh, we saw that when we watched the tape on Sunday. Yeah, it's always five to eight plays, right? Every game is five to eight plays where it's like that's the difference in the entire game right there. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's, so let's switch over to the op opposite side. Let's talk about the defense. Um, obviously, you got the turnover big pick for the touchdown. Uh, and you did some good things on defense. But at the end of the game were some of those missed opportunities where they were running that short side and quarterback option short side. Talk about what was going on there. Yeah, um, we had uh, early in the game played really strong, got him off the field, had the quarterback out of rhythm. Uh, we're getting some pressure on him. Uh, as the game wore on, once we kind of get into that second half, you know, the end of the first half was very disappointing. We had uh, – we punted the ball. They hit an out on us. We're trying to keep him out of field goal range. And then we – really poor technique – on the edge, on the inside zone. And then we missed, I don't know how many tackles on a inside zone for a touchdown, which is, re that's really tough to stomach. Uh, and then the second half, you know, we got him into some third and longs and couldn't get him off the field, you know, which uh, we traditionally been pretty good at that, but uh, we got to find, find ways to get the, the offense, their offense off the field on third and long. They converted too many of those. Uh, and then as the game wore on more and more missed tackles, um, you know, and we got to play physical, the point of attack. Um, you know, I think as the game wore on, the missed tackles, the, the, uh, we didn't get as much, near as much pressure on the quarterback um, with four guys. And uh, that contributed to us playing poorly in the second half. Obviously, Coin Dang, one of your leaders, um, you know, and he's at that the premier, premier spot on your defense, I would argue, and the two outside backers, you know, Cam Good and Coin Dang, guys who are really productive. Coin gets hurt. You're young at inside linebacker anyway, you know, in, in terms of experience. How much did that, you know, linebacker core being in flux have something? Um, yeah, you know, I, it's uh, unfortunate, you know, coin get going down like that. I mean, he's, uh, he's one of our lead, team captain and a leader for us. Um, it happened. And uh, the other guys came in. I thought, 
Uh, Bimage did a good job. Croto, you know, did a solid job. Cam Good played really well. I mean, Cam Good was noticeable throughout the day. Uh, he really impacted the game. Um, and at the uh, inside linebacker spots, we, you know, kind of hit and miss there. Um, but we did play some younger guys. I thought Femi Aladejo going in for the first time did a really pretty good job. Uh, he shows a lot of promise. But I think we can still get more production out of the, those inside guys. Um, and then, you know, in the in the past game, you know, if if you're rushing with four guys and you got and they're getting everybody out, you're going to usually get three one on ones. And we got to win some of those. And, uh, you know, I think Luke Beckett played good in the run, um, but we can still play better on the interior uh, with that group. I think the efforts there, we just we can play better. OK, so kind of lessons that the team took from that. And then we'll go on to Sac State here. Yeah, I think uh, overall, you know, really frustrating and disappointing to lose, um, knowing that we had our chances to win and how hard it is to win, you mentioned. Um, so it, it's a tough locker room, as you would expect. Uh, but the there are good things. I mean, we were, no, I think, considerably better, um, especially offensively in week two than week one. I think the uh, punt team, in terms of, Execution, I know that's not all that exciting sometimes, but flipping the field at about a 42-yard clip. Uh, the kickoff team continues to play aggressively. Defensively, we started very – defensively, it seems like we're either playing really well or really poorly. You know, there's not much middle of the road right now. we got to play more consistently on defense uh, at certain positions and then just as a unit uh, to play uh, championship football. So there are good things happening – However, the critical errors are just uh, in the last two weeks have been too much to overcome. So uh, I think there's the energy. They understand what's, what we're capable of, and it's just a matter of putting the work in and taking another step like we did last week. And the beauty of football is you only get, you know, 12, 11 or 12, you know, to play. That's it. So you have to put the last one behind you. You can take those lessons the next game. This week coming up, Sac State. Tell me about the Hornets. What have you seen on film? You know, Troy Taylor was obviously my roommate, so yeah. I'm familiar with Troy, and I've seen the offense. I've watched the game. Talk to me about Sac State and, what, and your thoughts on the game. Well, the first, as you mentioned, you know Troy. I know him. He's an excellent coach, uh, fantastic person, and an excellent coach. Um, they give you a lot of different looks on offense, um, very multiple. I know the defensive coordinator. We know a lot of those coaches well. They're good coaches. I mean, Andy Thompson, who runs the defense, is a very good coach. Really good. And so. Um, you know, they're going to be well coached. They have, uh, they won the conference two years ago uh, in 2019. And there's a, some skill at receiver, tight end, running back. The quarter quarterback is a dual threat guy, which presents its own issues. And then, uh, yeah, as we mentioned, that they're going to put them in position to be successful. And so uh, we know, you know, what they're capable of, have the utmost respect for them and Troy and the players. And, and uh, so, what we need to do is go have a good week of practice so we can play our best game. Well, I appreciate you coming on with me here today, Coach. I know it's not always easy, you know, after a loss. Uh, 0-2 going forward, kind of getting this team focused, kind of your last thought. This game coming up, 0-2 going forward, what's the message to the team? Just uh, stay the course, you know, and uh, it is frustrating uh, when you have opportunities to win games and they don't go your way. Uh, we, we put a lot of time and, and effort into uh, – trying to win every game, and uh, it's disappointing when it goes like it did. But uh, I think the guys, the 
the perseverance within the players, uh, their attitudes, as long as we can continue to make these steps that we can have a, a dang good team, but we just, you know, there's no time uh, to rest. There's no time to lick our wounds. We got to get on the practice field and continue to work so we can, uh, have, like I said, play our best game each and every week. Well, I appreciate it, Coach. Thank you for coming on. I'll let you get back after it now. Thanks, Mike. So, Coach Wilcox, always a class act. And, again, being able to look back, reflect, and learn, always important, right? So you take the lessons from these last two games as a team, and you have to move forward into the next game. Sac State is going to be a difficult opponent. I know Troy Taylor well. I've had the opportunity to sit with him, talk offense. You know, I've known Troy for a long, long time, over 30 years now. And so I understand how his mind works and how he works as a coordinator. Uh, should be an interesting game to watch this week. I think the key is going to be defense getting off the field on third down, finding a way to stop those third down conversions. We talked about, you know, taking advantage of the opportunities that you're presented. And so a third and long, if they can create those situations, getting off the field uh, will be essential on offense, converting those third downs. I just think that's the big stat right now early in the season is taking those opportunities that you get to convert third downs, continue drives, keep your defense off the field, help them out, uh, and making something happen when you have the opportunity to make something happen. Hopefully we continue to see uh, Chase's progression at that quarterback spot. I think last week should have helped him a ton, uh, and hopefully he continues on that trend. The Bears will hopefully then find some answers in terms of defense in coverage and be able to tackle that inside zone game because that inside zone right before half was a huge one in the upcoming game this week. Sac State, Hornets, I will have more on them later, a little more in-depth uh, preview of what Troy Taylor brings with his team. And Andy Thompson, by the way, Justin mentioned him. He is a really good defensive coordinator. Had the opportunity to sit and talk with him several times. And so this is a great coaching staff that Troy Taylor has with him. They do great things. They coach well. Their players are uh, they execute well on the field. And so they try to make it as easy as possible for their team to play great. And so it's going to be a challenge coming into Memorial Stadium this week. I look forward to the showdown. Look forward to seeing my old roommate uh, out there coaching for Sac State. Look forward to seeing the Bears improving, taking a step, uh, and hopefully getting their first win this week at home Memorial Stadium. As always, I appreciate you guys watching. Uh, hope you enjoyed today. I'm going to bring you more preview coming up next I am Mike Pulaski for Bear Insider and the Ultimate Insider. And as always, go Bears.